0: I feel like I haven't seen you in days. Really? Yeah. Like, it's been such a long time. See, I haven't felt that way. No? Why? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, because I leave and you're here, and then I get home and you're here.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've been living together for the past, like, four days. Yeah? Yes. Something like that. So, we had family over, and I had to stay. Since Sunday.
1: Yeah, Sunday. So we're going on day five. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's um. So I I moved over here for a bit. So there was room over Perfect. at at yeah. mom's house for for the family to stay in. Um, but it's been fun. You know. Yeah. It's not the first time I like oh you know stay overnight, but but it's, it's been, been a while the longest, since I think. So yeah,
1: that we've been together for a long time. Obviously, since my sister and I have been roommates, we're roommates for most of our life. Yes. Up until for a while, we had a house with, with where we had our own room. Yeah,
0: but, but then, even yeah. then, um, that's when mom had her business, and at one point, she made my room like a storage room. Yeah, <laughs> and we ended up moving together, moving into the same room that's again. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So it was very short lived when we had separate rooms, and I quite honestly did not like it because I liked being your roommate.
1: I was gonna say, did you enjoy us? I mean, like a, a lot. A, that's a, a very common thing that siblings live together and share a room. And a lot of times, I feel like siblings are like, "I can't wait to have my own room," and all that. But did did you ever feel like that? Like you, you no. like, I just need my
0: space. No, I I just always. I mean, that's the only thing I knew is sharing a room with you.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, so, you knew
0: what having your own room felt like, and then we went back to sharing a room. Right, like I, I mean, I enjoyed having my mm-hmm. own room, right? Yeah. But it, I didn't mind going back, and and being in your room.
1: Yeah, because really we would only be with her to sleep. I think well, we, were yeah, we were always together. Yeah,
0: yeah, we were at school or, um, but, yeah, I think I find it a privilege, to have been, you know, to grow up so close with my sister. Yeah. You know, like same.
1: I feel like our bond is like... like we had a really good childhood but even like us sharing a room even made it even that that much better like we yeah. have so many memories of yes. just staying up late watching things and, and my dad would come around making sure like we were asleep would turn off the tv and fake sleeping <laughs> and then turn it back yeah. on or you know just like playing different things and yeah i mean staying it's up a... and talking and i mean of course we had like our times were like annoying each other and stuff but yes of course but i think overall it, yeah i definitely like when i got married like i missed that and so for a while like you would come like spend a weekend yeah just so we could have some sestra time <laughs> um
0: yeah so it's been nice having you and it's
1: different because you know i work all day and you yeah were going so to it's not like
0: we were hanging out all the time yeah but you know even little time just being around but own. just just um like being here when you got home from work yeah. you know and um yeah just the little bits of time that we could hang out yeah um, b- even though we hang ha- basically hang out every any every, every weekend. weekend yeah but you know this is nice for like for a change extra, to have the extra time together yeah. um yeah
1: because because we're all pretty close we've we said are. this before even with our brother and stuff and yeah. Well, and it being that she was here the whole week, this was the first time we read together.
0: Yeah, literally, like
1: we read aloud to each we other. Read, yeah, that was the first. I yeah. Ever.
0: Well, now I feel like you would read to me when we were kids. Yeah. But, but um,
1: like, yeah, but we didn't discuss anything. We just literally just read and we're like, we
0: read okay. and then we, we closed the stayed book quiet. It, and, and <laughs> so then it was we, totally weird. Yeah. You know, normally you want to you, talk about like, it but or you want to pause and talk. But we have not talked um, at, at all about it. So, yeah.
1: And so so that we can have this conversation, obviously. Um, But overall, how would you rate your stay here?
0: Were we good hostess? Yeah. This Airbnb was great. Okay. <laughs> I had breakfast and lunch I was going to say and dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I had made. all
1: your meals included and your private bathroom
0: and yeah. Your it was room. No, it was a lot of fun just being here. Um, you know, I stayed in in my niece's in Olivia's bedroom. Yeah. Um, which is super girly and frilly. <laughs> so I felt like a little princess. Yeah. <laughs> but um no, it was it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a nice change of you know, pace. Yeah, and scenery and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean we're we're talking like you were visiting from a long I know from far away but like, we, and that we don't see each other often. But it's because it's special. Yeah. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna come home tomorrow and you won't be I here. Know. Again, we grew up well but then I'll see always you, together. Well, then I'll
0: see you later because it's Friday night dinner. But it's dinner. Friday night dinner, so every yeah. Friday we have dinner together. <laughs> So I will still see you tomorrow. So I would
1: have seen you every single day this week. Yeah. If I see you on Saturday, it would have been Sunday to Sunday.
0: You see, yeah. Just like the old days. I know.
1: I get my dose of (laughs) Cessna. Welcome to the Spotlight Book Club. In today's episode, we will be discussing part one of three of our new book, we Have Your Husband, which includes the first five chapters of the book.
0: We are your hosts, Karina Melgoza
1: and Myra Segura. Okay, let's get started. Alright, I'm going to begin by saying that this is a new genre for both of us. Mm-hmm. It's a true crime, like we had said. Um, and I'm going to talk, I think, I mean, in the last episode I talked a little bit about why I chose this book. Um, but here are some things that Just some thoughts before we get into the actual content. Uh, First of all, if you're reading this book, you may have found that it's easier to find an (laughs) (laughs) e-copy. They don't have a lot of these books, which was really bumming me out because I'm like, well, is this because it wasn't a good book? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was really like skeptical, but I wanted to stick to my pick. Because it wasn't so much, I didn't obviously choose it because I knew it was gonna be a good good book because we don't know when we pick our books. But I knew of the case. Like, I I know the case already. My sister doesn't. And this case, particularly, I've been listening to a lot of like true crime podcasts, and this is one that I feel like resonates with me. And I think I've, out of all the episodes, obviously, later in the day, I'm like, I think about them or even I think back later. But this is like one where I'm like, I keep thinking about it. It just hit me a little bit more. I think it's because of our Mexican background. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're Mexican American, um, and then she's American. So that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I'm. I've, there was a little hesitation there. I I almost switched the book there towards the end, but I decided not to. Like I knew there were other best selling best selling true crimes, and I was I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's gonna be really good. Yeah. But I'm like, no. We're going to stick to it. So we stick to it. Then I got my book. And it was like this little book. <laughs> you know, normally the other ones are a little bigger, like yeah. in size. It was bigger. Um, and just like the cover of it, it felt like one of those like books you see at like Walmart, you know? like Yeah, the, I know exactly what like you're like talking you're, about. Like you're, and they're normally like romance books. Yes. Where they all look the same. <laughs> and they're just like... I've never read one of those books, but
0: I feel like they're just, like... They're not the um, mainstream-looking types yeah. of books, like, right? Like, with the th- fancy like covers Like, this book and- is
1: not going to be at one of the tables at at Barnes & Noble. Right. Not like the other ones have. Yeah. Those have been displayed in the best-selling or on the tables. Right. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hidden, and there's probably just going to be one copy, and <laughs> nobody touches it. Yeah. <laughs> going into it, I was very hesitant. I'm like, oh, I should have picked something else. But again, it's the genre, it's the true crime, and it's the story. And one of the things I do like about it is that this is a first-hand account because the author is the wife. Yes. And um, this is about a kidnapping of the husband. And so I like that it's a first-hand account. Well, I wanted to start by asking you some questions. Okay. So we'll get more into the kidnapping and stuff, but... The, well, the first few chapters are really just background, background knowledge. Yeah,
0: so these five chapters were mostly about uh, setting up, like, the environment. Like, um, talking about where they live, mm-hmm. how they met, uh, their family structure. Yeah, the kind of people uh, they are. The kind of people they are. Right, yeah, they explain all And of that. And, of course, they hit on the abduction. And then, yes, and then around the last chapter we read, chapter five, it, it mm-hmm. was really... Well, well you know. the
1: the first chapter is the abduction. Right. Like, they set the scene right away, like, boom, it happened. Yes. And then they They stop. talk about the kidnapping. They stop. They go back and talk about their lives, their marriage, where they live. And then the last chapter is, like, right after the kidnapping, which was actually, I think, a very good stopping point.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, um, so basically, they, we ended hired with a, how a private they, investigator. How they, when they hired yeah. the private investigator. Or um, the, the AFI
1: guy. Or, yeah. Yeah, so before we talk about the actual... Um, abduction and maybe our thoughts on that I do want to spend a little time talking about them and like their story and San Miguel de Allende which is where the kidnapping takes place yes and I actually want to start with that because like I said this is in Mexico I've never been to San Miguel de Allende but my sister has so yes reading what you read I can picture things based on what I can picture, and some pictures I've seen that my mom took from right. there. Um, but
0: you've been there, so tell us a little <laughs> bit about San Miguel de San Allende. San Miguel de Allende. Okay. So yeah, the book uh, goes into pretty much good details of the history of San Miguel de Allende. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets up, you know, how it became a basically a hub for expats and and art, you know, and all these the kind of the counterculture uh, that she mentions the counterculture a lot. Um, so San Miguel de Allende is a uh, colonial uh, type of town in Mexico. It's super pretty. It has very uh, European architecture, like colonial European mm-hmm. architecture, you know, because obviously it was settled by uh, Spaniards. Right. The Spanish. Yeah. It was settled by the Spanish. So it has a lot of Spanish architecture and colonial times. I think that's Um, what draws a lot of people. So that's what draws a lot of people is that is really the the architecture architecture and Mm -hmm. how kind of like um, plucked out of that time period it still feels like, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's still the cobblestone streets, um, the hills, you know, you walk up cobblestone streets, you have the architecture. Um, It's super beautiful town, like, um, we didn't spend a lot of time there because it was in their Mexico trip where we went like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we spent like a few days in like a lot of different places. Um, but this was definitely one of the spots that we wanted to hit. Well, specifically, I wanted to hit mm-hmm. because um, it was going to land on Day of the Dead. And San Miguel de Allende, um, a lot of these picturesque type towns are known for their, for how they, you know, for the people celebrating Day of the Dead. Um, so really wanted to be there for that day, and it is a very beautiful uh, town. In the book, she she explains that that she had a home in Los Balcones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember this a, a section specifically called Los Balcones. Like obviously, yeah, I was wondering if you would, you, you yeah. would if you lived there, you know what section they're referring right. to, right? But yeah. since we didn't live there, I was like, I don't know, is this Los Balcones? But I imagine I think I know what place it is mm-hmm. because there are these really nice. Um, homes that are that have these balconies yeah. like these really small quaint balconies and I walking down the streets I would like just imagine like imagine living here and just opening your little French doors out to your out. little balcony yeah, and seeing this little and town just like seeing it's the, so... town, the
1: people run and go and exactly you're just, like, they're just going to the br- market your, yeah, and you're your just teen. there like it's
0: um I'll, kind of like a lot of the the vision people get when they want like they think of Paris right uh-huh, they think exactly. of that little yeah it's very much like that yeah. it looks like that and so I imagine pace. slow paced lifestyle yeah so I imagine that's how their home looked mm-hmm. like in um in Los Balcones and I think I know what she's referring to that so I mean, it is as beautiful as she says it is yeah the so so San Miguel de Allende itself um I don't, I don't know a lot about like Mexican geography like yeah. you know what constitutes at San Miguel Allende but the main like it's like downtown like mm-hmm. the main area where it's like really beautiful it is a very nice um, location yeah. we stayed at an Airbnb a little bit further away from like the main like the mm-hmm. downtown area um, but even that community was was super pretty like it was that was where you stayed in that that, big house yeah that's where we stayed in like this bigger house um the community itself was like super calm and chill and like super quiet like you almost never saw anyone outside but people lived there but the houses were just they're just really pretty again this other type of architecture that's that's just really pretty um and yeah we were in like a little we were at the house at the end of this one street so it was like super private and yeah it was a lot of it was really fun just being in the house like because it's yeah. just such a nice place I was I do want to go back to San Miguel de Allende because mm-hmm. we didn't get to do a lot of because in the book she talks about there being a lot of ranch you know yeah. like ranches and stuff and that is one of the things that they advertise in San Miguel de Allende is like you can go horseback riding Around the country, yeah, um, and kind of see more of the countryside of San Miguel de Allende. So we didn't get to see any of that. Um, We literally just stayed in like the main square of the town. Yeah, and and that's Um, but even that is just really
1: yeah. And that's what she she used to live closer to the town, which is what I'm assuming when you saw the above one is. And
0: then in the book,
1: they they end up getting land. They purchase land because they want to grow their, you know, they want to raise their family. And, you know, I imagine like this very down to earth mm-hmm. lifestyle, like out it and about, is. like the not city kids for sure, like it's, total um, country. She mentions. and But she mentions the square and how lively
0: it is. Yeah, the actually. main yeah. square.
1: Um, so you can attest to that. Like It
0: is. Okay, know. so we went for Day of the Dead and mm-hmm. um, the night of the night of uh, November 1st or November 2nd, something like that, um, people were just you know they had their uh their Calaveras. their calavera makeup on there was a wedding where they all had the makeup all like yeah. uh, the the groom and the bride and all the um the guests. the guests they they were all dressed up to the nines with the with the calavera yeah, with, the the ske- a, yeah, with the skeleton yeah with the skeleton uh makeup on they had like these huge um like piñata type um things that they were carrying around, like a very Mm -hmm. traditional, they were like, they had their own parade basically. Yeah, day of the Um, day. Walking down the, Mm -hmm. you know, the bride and the groom and it was, and there's a lot of little parades going around, right? Like just people just kind of walking down, walking with their altars, some Mm -hmm. of them, Um, people painting faces. Something that she mentions is that the art scene Mm -hmm. and that is something you definitely see. San Miguel de Allende, there's a lot of little shops with, like little galleries with like original arts from I'm assuming artists that live there or yeah. that or that want to sell the prints there, and I wanted you know how much I like yeah. like original stuff yeah. right so like I so bad wanted to go into like all of them and 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 get an original art piece from mm-hmm. some artist that lives there but um, it it was I was we were with family so we were just kind of all over the place yeah but yeah it's very much a place where you see you see everything, right? You see art, you see food. Um, the culture is beautiful. Like it, mm-hmm. it shows Mexican culture in a way that a lot of people don't realize that it exists, right? Like Mexico is full of art and beauty. Yeah. And I, yes. and this town kind of encompasses that.
1: I think you, when people think Mexico, a lot of times they think like, um, I think the first thought maybe that comes to mind is food. Yeah. Um, but I do like, um, and even in, like, that movie Coco. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. know what we were talking about, Day of the Dead, like, it's that, like, how the, yeah. it's this huge thing. It's, like, a huge part of Mexican
0: culture. Um, but, yeah, but it's, even, like, the art and the music. Yeah, the music, exactly. And she she brings up how Mexico is also very Catholic, mm-hmm. um, which is totally true. It's, very, it's, it's a very conservative Catholic country. The majority of people there are Catholic, or if they don't go to... Uh, church they you know they still they associate they, they associate yeah uh, their religion or with they they definitely go
1: during eastern Christmas. yes yeah.
0: um or they have their altars for day of the dead yes. and things like that they have this beautiful church okay, so there's the a lot of beautiful catholic square. churches yeah it is gorgeous it is yeah the, i mean it's it's just it's a quaint little place yeah. um a lot of great things there. Something I did wanna mention is like I said, there's a lot of expats there, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people that have uh moved from the United States or from other countries and just live there now, right? They they've become residents of, yes. of Mexico and they live in San Miguel de Allende. They've made their lives there, like like her, like this yeah, um, like well, the Yeah, author. they mention a lot of uh retirees. A lot of retirees. So there is all kinds of people yeah. there. Um one of my the one of my favorite things that happened in that trip was it was just like a little thing, but my mom in, in one of in the main square there was so many people so there was like nowhere to sit. Mm-hmm. Um so whenever we saw a little like bench, you know, we would try and go sit there. And there was there was this um she she finally saw a seat so that she can go yeah. sit down and and another woman saw the same seat. So they kind of went at the same time mm-hmm. um, to sit there. And they were kind of like bumped into each other. And my mom, because she saw that this woman looked American, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. And because this woman saw my mom looked Mexican, yeah. she said, oh, perdón. <laughs> right? In yeah. their accents. They switched the language. They switched the yeah. language. Um, but I just kind of loved to see that, right? Like you see, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a city really, or a little, it's a town where where people really, it makes you want to feel part of the town, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this woman, like, learned e- the language, learned the language yeah. or, and things like that. Which and
1: very much like Jane Valseca, yeah. our author and, and uh, the person in the story in this event, um, she fell in love with this, with other cultures in general. Mm-hmm. She talked about living in Spain. And, and falling she in loved, love with, yeah, she, with that she culture. Him. And then meeting him and, and falling in love with the Mexican culture. And she already knew the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to move to Mexico. And I found that interesting because it's normally the other way around. Yeah. Everyone wants to move to the United States. She wanted to move there. And when she saw this place, San Miguel de Allende, she knew right away, like, this is where I mm-hmm. want to live. Um, and so she 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 said, that's it's my adopted home. Um, yeah, San Miguel so yeah that's one of the things I want to talk about because it's interesting to know like that mm-hmm. you've been there and you you can see like you know what, what what it is they're talking about
0: yeah she talks about eating at a oh yeah at a cool. uh, ch- at a restaurant called Del Pollo uh, Feliz or Pollo Feliz yeah which is like basically like a like a KFC meets McDonald's type place uh-huh. um, where they have like the like the play things yeah. and it's like a like fast food, but but also more restaurant type. Mm-hmm. So you sit in um, and it's not fried chicken. It's like Mexican chicken. So it was like, you know, like a, it's a chain restaurant, basically. Yeah. Um, and she talks about how she she ate there with her family, like and it's right off the highway. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I, I specifically yeah. remember yeah. that restaurant because it's right off the highway. Uh-huh. And we ate there when we That's got there. Crazy. So, yeah, I, mean, I knew exactly I always what think it's she was crazy to,
1: to think back, like, like who walked? this path Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know years ago and Mm -hmm. you know ages ago but to know like like to know her story and where she's been and you've been there Mm -hmm. and so you know like like a lot of cool things happen here but a lot of sad things happen as well everywhere yeah so that that was that was interesting what did you think of their love story
0: there is a moment where because they talk about how like their age or something. and, and then He's there was like a moment that it, that it clicked I was like wait okay this guy's like way older because yeah. I think she had said, oh it was when they when she talked about his kids and how she was only like four years older than yeah than the, the, his eldest or something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, wait, okay, hold on maybe I missed something but yeah so there's an age gap mm-hmm. you know the way she tells the story it seems very like like a like fairy tale yeah. type mm-hmm. and a lot of me questioned a lot of it like, not that they weren't in love, yeah. but like, like how romantic really was it all? You know, right. like, is she playing it up it, to yes. to be like, it was a love story, right? Yeah, um, Or was it more like, like every, any other relationship? You yeah. know, it was just, it just happened or something like that. Um,
1: I, I thought the same thing. Because just like, they met in a parking lot and yeah. she's like, I'm going to marry him. Um, Not that. That doesn't happen you know but yeah no of course um, but i wonder if she saw it like that while it was actually happening or is like right. looking back you kind of sometimes that happens you make memories like seem better than they really were yes like at the time that you're living it you're you don't think much of it but then when you think back you're like oh yeah this happened and this is really cool
0: you know yeah like, um that was kind of the point yeah. that i was trying yes exactly um but, it's not know, that I'm questioning are, that are, it was like that, but there are that stories like that. Yeah, now that she's people, looking back at yeah. it, you know that she's probably romanticizing it more than, than it mm-hmm. was. But of course, maybe it was. Yeah. But those, those were just my thoughts. I was like, Same. oh wow, this all sounds like you know, like uh-huh. it was a perfect. It would they met, but she does. It wasn't just she does talk about like these type of things that happened to her, um, not just in her love life, but also with her family that mm-hmm. that seemed kind of like 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 out of a out of a novel out of a a movie right yeah. like when her this the story she tells of of uh, her sister dying mm-hmm. and her and her mom having the same dream yeah basically every year on her birthday which
1: which may with I the think same scene and everything for certain readers and listeners may sound like okay oh okay, yeah you know oh yeah right or like I I Which, dreamt about this place, and when it happened, I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I'm not saying I believe in on, on a lot of in a lot of that stuff because I'm very like mm, yeah you skeptic. know no, mm-hmm. uh, like there's people that really believe in um, like visionaries and like psychics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I do believe that certain people have certain gifts. Like while some people yeah. are really good at just like how some people are just natural leaders you know Mm -hmm. or they're just really good at speaking or they're really good at lying you know like even bad things i think there are people who are more sensitive to spiritual things or have maybe it's easier for them to yeah even like like express anything love and faith and stuff and so when she says like She's had these dreams and her mom had the same thing and, and like her son, she can see it in her. Um maybe in a younger me would be like, okay, you know. Yes. No. But now I do I do believe in that.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: do believe that there are people like that. And um not to say that I'm like that because I'm not, but there have been instances where I'm like Yeah okay, I had this dream and, you know, it, this happened. Like, or no, I, or even, not even a so much a dream, but I had this thought or this feeling and it's like, and it's like, I knew,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I knew it, you know, and I've had experiences like that where, I, so I, like, I understand.
0: Yes, no, and I, I completely agree because at the time of reading it, I was like, okay, they had yeah. to say, but then I was like, wait, I can't be like judging because- I do believe in mm-hmm. in a lot of like the spiritual and, and kind of the more um, I mean, I, I'm very scientific person. Like, yeah. you know, this like yeah. I'm all about science, but I also have another side of me that's like also believes a lot in in, in um, the unexplainable in, right in the unexplainable the unknown, phenomenons, right? Yeah. The 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 more spiritual, more unknown spiritual things, you know, um, that occur. Um, Supernatural type. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and like energy and mm-hmm. kind of people being like seeing your auras and stuff yes. like that. Mm-hmm. Right, like I, yeah, like I, I, I can vibe like, with that kind of I feel of like stuff. there's so, a certain truth to, the, to yeah. those things. Yes. Um, so I can totally vibe with that. And, and I was like, I can't really judge her because I've had dreams where, you know, like um, our maternal grandmother, you know, like I dream of her. Yeah. And I tell my mom, like, oh, you know, grandma came to visit today. Yeah, and she wants you to know that she's taking care of you, right? Like, uh-huh. like these are things that have happened to yeah. me, and I and I think to you as well.
1: Yeah, and I don't think so. I don't think they're coincidences, and right. she says that too. I don't think they're coincidences, and I do believe, you know, I believe in God, and I believe in in His creation and all that, and I do believe there is an afterlife. Like this can't mm-hmm. be it, right? Um, and I do believe that. I think to a certain extent. They are, you know, everyone always says like, I'll always be with you and Mm -hmm. they're with you. And they're, you know, people say it, but do they really believe it? Right. I really do believe Mm -hmm. that in some capacity, they are still with us at moments when we need them. Yeah. And it makes sense that if her sister, it's, it affected her and obviously that family so much. Mm -hmm. I do believe that the sister, I mean, it makes sense that on her birthday, when they're thinking about her, they're already thinking about her that she's there yeah. in a way and um, so yeah that part I thought was interesting and I think it would be people would be quick to dismiss as okay right you know whatever. like I was I was quick yeah. to
0: dismiss it as like okay she's elaborating for the book or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. but I was like okay no I mean things like this do happen Yeah. Um, so I can't be too quick to judge on that Um, I do like the way she kind of dives into her personality like this kind of these type when when she tells these stories you can you can build the type of person she is like in your head right like you Mm can and and that's the purpose of it right she's building her personality like she wants the reader to know this is the type of person i am type of person my family you know Mm -hmm. are were um because yeah she's very much well, like your experiences make you who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your beliefs. Right. And and it, and it um it makes the context for which you you look at things that happen to you, mm-hmm. um in a certain way, right? And yes. and this kidnapping, uh, the kidnapping of her husband, um she very much framed framed it from her own experiences, mm-hmm. and and she talks a lot about how the signs, right, that yeah. that she was. That she didn't notice at during while it was happening yep. but afterwards looking back, looking back she yeah. saw all these signs that were going on around them red flags red flags mm-hmm. of the of that's something were go, was going to happen Yeah. um so and that's again it, because she is the type of person that kind of uh, reflects a lot on mm-hmm. on those past experiences so yeah. she's a person that reflects a lot and and connects them to whatever's to going on.
1: um, And at, at first, because it's like a whole two, maybe three chapters dedicated to the how how she grew up mm-hmm. and then how, their relationship and then San Miguel Leyende. So yeah. it's like all this building. I'm like, okay. Like for me, when I was reading, I was like, okay, do we really need to know all this? Like, right. yes. I thought this was just going to be straight up yeah. the case. Yeah. But then, you know, I think... It makes sense because, like you said, we need to know who the kind of person she was mm-hmm. to know, so that other things make sense later on, or how yeah. she handles things, how she acted um, at, that, at that time. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you know, when I hear about other things, they always start with they were this kind of person. Mm-hmm. These were their parents, and they only give what they know, which is very yeah. limited. And they're like, I really wish I would know, like what happened. Yeah. That they what was turned going out through their head. That yeah. they. Do this, you know, later on, and so I actually think I'm like, I'm complaining that she's talking about all this, but actually that's a really good thing, and especially because she can tell us everything because she's her, you know, it's not like someone else only knew a little bit, which would then which I'm sure explains again, yeah, how she reacts to things and all of this, and like you said, you could tell she's already a very reflective person Mm -hmm. because she has gone through certain things at a young age, she's been able to look back like. Yeah. Losing my sister helped me grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And then going through this acting made me more independent. Like, Mm -hmm. she can, I can tell she's very mature from a young age and able to look back and make sense of, okay, this had to happen. So, and you know, or this happened Mm -hmm. and now I'm like this. And so it's the very, I don't think she maybe even saw her childhood a certain way or, or even like the dreams about my sister, you know, like whatever. Maybe. But now that that happened and she's writing the book, she's like, okay, I think this is important she's now. She's reflecting on yeah, that. Yeah, which, we'll that. which mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: Like, right, Right, because our experiences are, is what make us us. Right. You know, they build yeah. us.
1: Another thing that, um, that was one of the big things she went through. Um, and, you know, and this is just her, like, who knows what his, her husband. Yeah. You know, his backstory or whatever. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things is that she had cancer. So that's like another huge,
0: yeah, huge thing. Another thing that, that really shakes a person, mm-hmm. I think, to their core. Right? And
1: it seemed like it almost also made it seem like everything was very romanticized when they first met all, and then she got cancer. Mm-hmm. And I feel even then the stories after that, and she even said it, okay, it's not all roses and butterflies and right. rainbows then they were like okay let's settle down like it it even seemed like that tone of telling my story changed after that and and she i feel like she was more like free spirited but and then that happened and it's like okay you know i'm not all in control yeah in control
0: yes because she's very much the type that Mm -hmm. seems that she needs to be in control of things Mm -hmm. and and you can tell by the way she she acted Mm -hmm. during the kidnapping right yes. because she was kidnapped too I mean she wasn't taken but yeah. she was um, they took both of them at the same time and then she was left behind but just her her state of mind of, of her state of presence you know of being like okay this is what I need to do next yeah. and I need to do and this how her and brain I need to get worked. to someone that has a phone and she's
1: already thinking like five steps ahead yes like not so much in the moment and she
0: explains that a yeah. lot of it is that I can't stop because then I'll break you know yeah. like then everything mm-hmm. will like okay they took my husband so yeah. she's always constantly like okay what's next and planning and, and i next? think she was
1: yeah she was very like what's she was the, like that yeah, yeah
0: what's the next little thing that i can solve right mm-hmm. now right that's basically what she and even like if you really think about
1: she was an actress mm-hmm. and it seemed like if she really tried she probably could have made you know made it made her a career full career yeah she was already headed towards that path but early on she saw and i think it's her planning ahead and thinking ahead like mm-hmm. is this really what i want to do all the time yeah. like this there's a lot of pressure on me like being pretty and maybe staying mm-hmm. fit and yeah. acting a certain way and she quit yeah and she took control of her life and was like no nope,
0: i want to do this that part yeah. was really surprising to me because mm-hmm. a lot of actors that's their dream right like yeah. they want to make so she was in that path like she mm-hmm. uh, she had to book the tv show i think and yeah. like like yeah, that was gonna be the start of like a steady, yeah. a steady acting career, which a lot of people s- strive and, and and work for. But yet she knew, she was so. Um, like I don't know in with sync, yeah, too. in tune with yeah. herself, in sync with what she wanted. That she was like, nah, acting is yep. is no, nah, it's not gonna be my career. Yeah, and it seemed like maybe and, her mom
1: wanted that more. Yeah, or, and and, you know.
0: and yeah, so she switched to uh, to real estate, right, mm-hmm. or something like that. So. Yeah, I mean that kind of um, because she was also super young. So I mean yeah. someone that young is like, Nope, I'm gonna be in Hollywood and I'm gonna yeah. party it up and I'm Go gonna be an actor. Like all, all in. But she was just like, No, I want stability, mm-hmm. right? Which again, because a lot of actors don't have that. You know, yeah. they have a job one day and then the next the show's canceled. Um, so she kind of kind of had that foresight, right? She was yeah. like, I don't know if this is actually going to be it and seems like it's why going that she way. She was so maybe... attracted to this older guy. Yeah. Because it was against She's the like,
1: ability, and 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 she actually describes it. That. She's an old soul.
0: Yeah,
1: like she was very mature. I don't think she was down to like, oh yeah, I'm gonna party to and, the whims of and get just sleep around yeah, and date around of like Hollywood or yeah. whatever. She um, wanted a, a so family.
0: She, yeah, she. And that to me was probably like the most telling of the type yeah. of person she is.
1: She's very much like her dad because we do hear a little bit about her dad and, um, in that he got himself out of his living a poor lifestyle Mm -hmm. and he was working for the cia
0: yeah i mean he (laughs) was a cia agent yeah that's something i forgot about that Um, yeah so
1: you can tell i'm sure she's very smart both her parents seem like very smart
0: yeah
1: people and let's talk about eduardo the husband first and his backstory because i thought also it was kind of crazy like oh yeah like i'll buy you a ticket to mexico Mm. and Mm. I, I can get you into these fancy restaurants. He and the type has of car
0: he drove. money. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, okay, how does he have money? And so they explain that his dad was a prominent like figure in the some yes yeah, revolution
0: so he, or um he uh, he was a uh, news publisher and and the, in the news for sure the newspapers Newspaper like publishing. he was the main guy in so, Mexico. So, uh, yeah, it was a big part of the mm. revolution because or. Maybe not his father, but like, because maybe that, his family, like his family, yeah. his grandfather. whatever. Yeah. But he came from a family that owned a publishing company of, mm-hmm. of news. And so, yeah, the revolution, what drives the revolution is people knowing about it. Yeah. Right. The so, media. again, yeah. the media being really important in a lot of these things. Um, so, yeah. So, so he was very, yeah. very um, also, vital to that revolution,
1: which also and very respected a lot of money. Which also comes with its drawbacks, especially in Mexico, is because they then they then were targeted.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, especially after he died, so which explains why he, Eduardo and his sister moved to the yeah. United States for a while, but because he didn't want to live the life of I have to be have a bodyguard with me all yeah. the time. Um, so I thought that part was interesting. So I I actually looked up his dad to see if. Uh-huh like that was true and it was there's not a whole lot of information probably because it is Mexico and yeah. not here yeah. but there was a New York Times article like a short little mm-hmm. thing like obituary on the obituaries or whatever that mentioned this guy's dad mm-hmm. the, his okay. dad's his dad. and how important he was in Mexico for the media and it makes sense New York Times was you know newspapers mm-hmm. um, so I'm like oh okay so it is true
0: <laughs> so yeah So and he did come with a he, came, he comes from a very powerful family. Mm-hmm. Um, they say multiple times that they're not made of money, mm-hmm. right? Um, but their last name um, comes with a lot of like clout, <laughs> basically, yeah. right? Like a lot of uh, respect. Also, that they say how the García Valdez, like when you look when you hear that name in Mexico, it's like oh, it's a powerful family. Mm-hmm. So naturally, people connect yes. money with power, and they think yes. you know. And I, I didn't, like they said.
1: They, it wasn't like they were so rich, but I, they did have money. But they did, yeah. They, were, but they not did like, have money.
0: Um, oh that was God. one of the things yeah. I took issue with mm-hmm. is that they, they repeat a lot that they're middle class and mm-hmm. and that they weren't super rich. But their lifestyle, the opportunities they have, mm-hmm. I could not relate at all to that type of lifestyle. And I was hoping to be able to relate more to them, uh, especially because we're Mexican American and we kind of here's the thing, though, have both. You know, what if
1: we were to go live in Mexico? We. I think our reality would be more like theirs. We would be able to afford more.
0: If we had, you know, income from the United States. Right. But but they didn't.
1: No, but you think about where he's coming from, like he had obviously connections and more yeah. of a more ac- ease of access to a good education and opportunities right i feel like if we were to go back that would be us we are bilingual imagine being, yeah i mean in you know, that
0: in that case yeah but but he but his then his family, family had about, opportunities that no one else has because he has connections like that's the thing but right? you also think he about has our family in mexico
1: think about our family in mexico Yeah, I mean our uncles and like how he's they have connections, but like how they they have their businesses, how they're able to build yeah homes, homes more than one,
0: you know? Right, that's true. But his is another level, right? His is in like his connections are like like uh, like federal government level connections.
1: But I also feel like when the class systems are different. Here, yeah, than they are over there. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Like um, the middle
1: class here is not
0: the middle class over there. No, and, and and she explains, which is very true, that there is like almost no middle class in Mexico, yeah. Right? Like you either have money or you don't, exactly. Basically, and so, I think that's why the United States, by the way, is headed there, right? The middle right. class is disappearing here, too, yeah. Um, but in Mexico, it's already like mm-hmm. that and and so that's why i think she puts herself there because
1: if you think lower class in mexico that's like where you go to like mexico city and you see it like oh that's actually when you think mexico you think yeah you like what you see like when we went to to mexico this last time like most people are in that living situation you think they're, high class they're though you're scraping can, by basically. Yeah. I mean they have homes like, right it's and day by day it's nothing very fancy day by day, but exactly. yeah. yeah. And I even think there's even maybe a lower lower class.
0: Oh yeah there's a for, for sure the, like the more, poverty. Yes.
1: Um you high class in Mexico I think you automatically think like
0: well you think you think government families yes. right like uh Vicente Fox being like the more um the the government that I kind of know yeah. more of. Business, the president, um the other in which they're all tied Geña to. Nieto, mm-hmm. uh, all the yeah. actors, right? Mm-hmm. Um specifically the um the actors that are starting that, that go into the government yeah. side of it. Because yeah. even like in Mexico there's there's another thing I wanted to connect to mm-hmm. is the telenovelas, right? Um in telenovelas a lot of, there's a lot of soap kidnappings. Operas, mm-hmm. Soap operas, yeah. There's a lot of kidnappings, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stories there. A lot of the telenovela stories feature the high class yes. of Mexico. And that's right? why I Where think she puts herself... Where they have all these herself, mansions and yes. they have bodyguards and they get kidnapped mm-hmm. because they're super rich. Yeah. And that's why I think she that's puts the herself Mexico that's reflected in, in the, the middle class.
1: Yeah. Which that makes sense, you know.
0: Yeah. I get what you're saying, but the upper the like... I, the like upper
1: mi- she's, I don't think they were... The mean. Or if they were, they weren't living that lifestyle.
0: They, yes, they weren't living that lifestyle because they, again, didn't want to, you know, yeah. have all this attention on them. Yeah. But I do think it's definitely more like, I don't know, I would consider them to be of, of a higher class in Mexico just because, you know, they have all these, they were able to make a school and... Um, Again, I know there. I know he's not like. It's not like he was the only heir to a fortune, exactly. right? Like yep. their their fortune was basically like um, split into like all their family and mm-hmm. and all this. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I see both. It's definitely sides, so just. It's definitely an
1: upper middle class. Yeah. They. I mean, and she even mentions like having help is very common in Mexico. Um, and we've seen that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like even our, some of our aunts have the people that help them clean. And, right. and even yes, like that's that's true, you know stuff like that yeah. which to us is like what you know but yeah. not to them and I don't know it's definitely upper middle class for sure and at least they from they weren't living a
0: super high class yeah no. uh, you know. they weren't if, if they had plenty of they weren't yeah they weren't showing it again
1: yeah. because and it, it and it okay yeah it does show like their more comfortable lifestyle and she would go out and do things but it also she maybe didn't spend so much time talking about but she, they had their own little like house flip business type thing yeah. you know or like yes. they remodel like um and i'm sure that coupled with he had money already mm-hmm. provided them there were definitely other luxuries right yeah. like in yeah. a lot of ways they in, had a lot
0: of privileges mm-hmm. with connections that he had from his family from her being american that brings from a lot of privileges both of them being living bilingual. in mexico yeah um, because people just mm-hmm. assume that right. you know they treat you better or whatever. Again, because they Mexico is definitely a country that's very in their and, class and, systems and in their and uh, and again this is because it's because the the government discriminating. That's what I was yeah the the government kind of filters these type of notions down to yeah. them, right? And um, which brings me to the point. I don't want to feel like I'm crapping on Mexico because I love that country. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love it. I take a lot of. I get very, um, like, antsy, like very apprehensive when people start talking about Mexico and crime, mm-hmm. um, because for me personally, I I do not like seeing Mexico portrayed as a crime-ridden country. I yeah. do not like seeing shows. All all the shows that that involve Mexico have to do with cartels mm-hmm. or with crime. I hate that because yeah. that is not all of Mexico, right? Like, mm-hmm. we have family there. We've visited multiple times. Mexico is a country filled with with culture and with good good people. Yeah. Right. And it's unfortunate that it's the government a lot of the times that is corrupt mm-hmm. and it's um, it's their greed that takes all of the all of the wealth that Mexico has to offer. They take yeah. it for themselves and leave all these other people um without enough which leads them to do things that may may be criminal like kidnappings and stuff right it it leads to to the police officers taking bribes because they're not being paid enough yeah oh she mentions that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so again this is something where i i take a lot of issue with with when we talk about mexico a lot of the times it's only talked about crime which is why when you put when you when you put this book out there I was like yes let's do it because I want to be I'm reading this book super critical Myra like oh I know I am reading it with the eyes of like I am criticizing literally Mm -hmm. everything that I'm reading because I I just I want to I don't. I don't live in Mexico, so I don't know the reality. Yes, that's the thing. That's the thing that's really tearing me because I do not know the reality of things. Right? I only mm -hmm. know what what family members talk about in terms of corruption in the government. Because Mm -hmm. it's not. It's not. It's not even like I follow Mexico news or anything like that. So I don't know. Um, I have. We have not been victims of crimes that I'm sure a lot of families have been victims of crimes in Mexico. But you also. But again.
1: But you also can't just create like this false
0: notion. I know I can't I can't create this um again I'm romanticizing like, Mexico yes, exa- yes because my own my own need of people of of wanting people to see Mexico the way I see it that's kind of like where I'm I'm leaning towards like Which it's I, not that bad yeah but in reality
1: Which I get that part like people should see it and I think yeah, certain people do because why else do they go vacation in Mexico? Yeah. like when we went, and it's all nothing but white people there. Um, they, I think they can see. You know, yes. like Mexico has so much. It to has offer. so much to offer. It's so beautiful. Unfortunately, the way their government does things and the way everything has gone. Yeah.
0: And it's not it, to say that's
1: like if you, like it's taken that spotlight. It is, and and I feel, and I think that's what you're saying is that because this is a spotlight, or spotlight is yes. on the criminal and not the yes. everything else it has to offer, then that spotlight becomes like the the thing that it's going to keep happening. Yes, it, the, it
0: becomes the the the, the go to for whatever. The thing people that's going to
1: identify it. Yes, and then they ultimately they think Mexico. They
0: think. They even, she even
1: mentions like manifesting yes like you're drawing all this negativity and then exactly. that's what it's going to be
0: and and yeah and which is why again I'm going to continue reading this book with the mm-hmm. complete criticisms because again I don't live in Mexico so I can't I don't know the reality of it yeah. it could very much be crime ridden right mm-hmm. and, it, and some parts I'm sure it is yeah but I, it like i said it's a country that has fallen victim it it's people and it's and it's um and its wealth has fallen mm-hmm. victim of a few families and groups that have taken yeah. control of of the wealth and all the resources that mexico has to offer
1: yeah imagine what that place would be like if it wasn't so like drug you know yeah. like centered like
0: and again, so this is like where if I'm... it was
1: more like, not that we're any better, like you know, but yeah, if it was more like, the United States in that way, like
0: well, see, that's where I that's also the the thing that I or any that other I country argue is that yeah, it's not that the United States is any better at them at mm-hmm. controlling drug crime. We're not, yeah. or I mean, naturally, I think the most of the people consuming any of the. Drugs coming out of Mexico are Americans, right? Like that's why there's so. That's like why the, they're so worried about like cartels and all this because they're the th- smuggling, yeah. the smuggling and all this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of. I, we can have a whole another podcast there's, on this. There's just a Mexico. lot <laughs> of like. It. I don't know enough. Yeah. And that's the thing. I yeah. don't know enough to have a good understanding of of what Mexico really is. Yeah. All I know. And all I'm all all I offer is this rose tinted vision of yeah. Mexico that I know yeah. because, I it just it's the country we come from right we yeah. were we weren't born there but that's where our family comes from right yeah. we have this lineage well it,
1: it does kind of, it does hurt when people speak ill right Ill of Mexico um, yeah it does and I just wish like that wasn't yeah you know that wasn't so much a reality but uh so one of the things that stuck with me was the part where she's going around so after the kidnapping she's going around talking to people that have been through this like how did you get through it Mm -hmm. i know you got your person back what did you do you know they ended up paying and stuff and so she talks about how sadly everyone around you has gone through this in some way or another
0: I think she which, said there's, like... Uh, most people have, like, two degrees of separation from someone for, who's been who's kidnapped. Who's been kidnapped, which yeah.
1: is so sad and so scary.
0: It's... And it made me think
1: about, I think, our equivalent. And I'm sure it's over there, too, and around the world. Um, when I was listening to another podcast when they said the how many women have been, like, sexually abused mm-hmm. in some way or another. And how it's... Then the podcaster said, I've never, I've never been through that. And I feel like how sad that I'm like the minority. You're the
0: minority, right? Yeah.
1: Like that's not normal. And it made me, I felt the same way. Like I've never been through that situation. And it's so sad that it's, that's very uncommon that I've never been through that situation. And again, again, and 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 talking about that, like, um, uh, kidnappings, like how
0: how prolific it is in Mexico. Yeah, and how well at least in Mexico City. Crazy, like it must be to, like they all have some kind of connection. It's become, the it's become it's become its own economy, the kidnapping economy, right? Yeah. Like there are in in Mexico, she explains in Mexico City, there are literally organizations that you know their negotiators are specific for kidnapping mm-hmm. for high, uh, high case. Uh, uh high status cases yeah. of kidnappings and stuff. And also I'd just like to point out that um uh, it's not like they kidnap any random person, right? They they're kidnapping people with money. Right. Because that's their business. Because that's the <laughs> Like that's what they're trying Yeah, it's become a business and and there has and there's now businesses that help with getting the people person back and getting of, the ransom paid. Yes. In a so way that doesn't come out with death. It's be, it's become a its own economy oh, yeah, in itself. That's and that's insane.
1: Yeah. Um. Now, being that I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, that it's crazy that how much it happens here in the United States too. Oh yeah. Yeah, like kids, the kids just being taken, and yeah. you know, oh gosh, like and that leads me to that sex trafficking, which I hate even thinking about. But anyway, so going back to the case. Yeah. <laughs> um. They both get kidnapped. On they just run them off the road. Mm-hmm. They had been watching them for who knows how long. Um, and there's evidence of that later on that yeah. were like, look they're like they were watching you from this spot and just how crazy to think. And there were times where they're like, yeah, I felt like I was being watched, but that it was true. Mm-hmm. Like they had this all planned and she knows like the way they spelled her name correctly. Yeah. She knew like this, they knew what they were doing. Um, how fortunate she was that they let her go, um, which I think was part of their plan, too, because, well, yeah, they, because needed they needed to, someone <laughs> yeah, to yeah
0: to pay the ransom yeah,
1: or, you know, figure this out. Um, and just how in a split second her life was turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't even know how you live, like, you know, knowing that yeah. your loved one is not with you. And who knows what they're going through and where they're at. Where they're at. And and she even, like, in the part with her fingers split open, like... Oh, yeah. Like, she that went through brutal. her... Yeah.
0: The way she explained that, it looked yeah. like a banana peel. I was yeah. like, ugh. ugh.
1: And, but this shows, like, the what people do to fight. To fight back yeah. and, and, and live. So that's really all we know so far is the events, the kidnapping... And that she has hired like a private investigator mm-hmm. to help her with um with how to deal with this it. because she they so did leave a, her with a letter, but they haven't really said anything yeah. about that yet.
0: It's um, it's not a, it's 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 like the FBI equivalent. Yeah. Um. So not private investigator, but a, a federal agent yeah. basically. And it's so sad too Which is, to know like yeah.
1: she's like, do I go to the police or not because. That can hurt me, like yes, to because they're um, also part. Sometimes they're a part again,
0: of Again, again, yeah, with the how yeah. how poor the systems are of of justice. There, um, you don't know who's taking bribes and mm-hmm. who isn't, and, and so sometimes sh- they need to do. They had to do their homework of like, okay, who has who's had the be- better rates of success when it comes yeah. to kidnapping. Um, because I've also
1: heard it from our own family in Mexico that they said things like. Sometimes you're better off if like a cartel member pulls you over than a cop. <laughs> they might let you off easier, you know, like that's how corrupt uh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. The they're the people that should they should feel safe with. Yeah. Um are, yeah. It's insane. Um but yeah, we're just we're just getting to the to the beginning. We know that he's been taken. He has they have three kids and just the oldest knows because Mm -hmm. the other ones are young. They don't, they don't know. They're like this, maybe we can get them back this weekend. They don't know what's going to happen. So they don't want to, I mean, I understand they don't want to scare him, but his immediate family knows the mom's flying back. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm just waiting to see what else happens and to see how it's framed. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really reading this book and seeing, okay, how is she framing this situation? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think even I'm already thinking it's not gonna be like it's a must read but I think this is definitely gonna be a book for conversation I mean I think yeah. we we hit on some pretty good topics already
0: yep I mean just to see see where it goes see you know how, how it plays out well that is all for today's episode Thank you for
1: listening um, tune in for our next episode we'll talk about the next. chapters of the book
0: yeah thank you for listening again please rate and review us we'll see you all next week